Hey guys, welcome to Jeff in Motion. Um, if you had to guess from the way this episode opened, you could probably guess that I got my shit figured out. Well, you'd be right. Um, the private loans went through. I will be going to school for another year. I'll be learning things such as designing mobile applications, JavaScript, and HTML5 animations. Things that will make me stand out head and shoulders above some of my other web designers. So there we are. How awesome is that? Hmm. So, I mean, granted, it's a shit more debt that I'm going to have to figure out. And um, if this podcast still exists in a year and a half, you'll more than likely get to hear me freak out over how the hell I'm going to pay all these college bills. But that's a year and a half away. Literally an eternity. For now. For now. uh, All is well. Um, I asked for more money than I needed. Um, granted, all of the extra money is going to go to things that are necessary, such as getting me to classes and whatnot. But it's also going to help Aislinn and I, you know, stay afloat. And as Aislinn and I were discussing just finances and whatnot, Aislinn said, one of the... One of the saddest things, because it was so, it was so honest and true from like her heart. We're just kind of talking, and she just she looks at me, she goes, "Hey, we might be able to have Christmas this year," and it was so sad because it was true. Because I mean we. I mean, my daughter always has Christmas, and her birthday is on the 12th of December, so she, you know, we make sure my daughter has Christmas and a birthday, but I know last year, and in particular, Asa and I just kind of agreed that I believe that we bought the complete series of Farscape and Firefly and called that our collective present. So, you know, and I mean, that's still Christmas, but, like, there was so much meaning in the words she said. It was, it was, hey, we might be able to buy presents for each other, and, and it was, like, it was a hopeful thing she said, but it was also just very, it was deeply sad, um... Anyway, 
I've got a shitload of stuff written down. And by shitload, I mean like six. Um, let's see. What are some smaller topics I could talk on? Um, I'm hopeless with cars, guys. Absolutely, positively hopeless. Um, my dad checked, gave my car a checkup. Um, it was sounding kind of funny. And uh, he, you know, took a look under the hood. He put three quarts of oil in my car, a quart and a half of transmission fluid, and an entire bottle of antifreeze. Basically, other than gasoline, if there's a liquid your car needs, I was dangerously low on it. I'm so, like, I'm so fucking hopeless when it comes to my car. Like, if, if a siren doesn't go off, or a light doesn't blink, I just don't think of it. And, uh, I'm seriously fucked when... I moved to a place that's far enough away that my dad can't constantly hold my hand. I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble. Well, anyway. That was just a small one. Here's another thing. Yesterday, I got home, and I was getting the mail, and... An older gentleman, he had to be late 70s, early 80s, pulled up next to my mailbox while I'm standing at it and rolled down his window. And I'm not afraid of social interaction or people. Like, I'm not an introvert by any means. I mean, God, I do this. I fucking read my diary out loud to like 80 people twice a week. So it's not, it's really not an issue for me, but I, this, the very second it's not on my own terms, I become that awkward kid in high school again. Like, the, if I walk up to you and speak with you, I will be fine. If you, like, pop out of, pop from around a corner when I'm not expecting someone and be like, hey, what's up? I'm gonna lock up a little bit. And, um, so that's kind of essentially what happened here. And I generally, um, don't trust old people. I've had a lot of negative experiences with them. And so this guy, he rolls down his window and he, he's giving me a look like, yo, I don't like you, you don't like me, but listen, and because, you know, the piercings, tattoos, whatnot, and he, he's like, I need to get, he, he, he asks how to get to a town that I've never heard of, and I, I mean, I've lived in the area I live in now for 26 years, but anyone who knows me well knows I am absolutely the last person you should ask directions anywhere. Like, I can barely get people to my house. I am terrible. I know absolutely no street names. 
um, besides the one that like is part of my address. I don't know roads. I don't know landmarks. Um, the the fact that I can get myself anywhere is sheerly because I've driven there five or more times. Like I, uh, it's only muscle memory that gets me places. I, I am absolutely incompetent when it comes to giving directions, receiving directions, and. But I'm also not, like, I, I'm caught off guard by this guy, and I can't, I, it, it, it comes into my head that, dude, you can't say, I don't know. Because what, because he's not going to accept that. He's going to, like, he's going to ask you why you don't know you live around here. And it just, it, it basically, it gets into my head that I can't say, I don't know. And so what I what I is Well fuck. Uh I had an error. So I I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to have Bill stitch this one together since he's leaving for vacation. Poop. Uh well all right, where was I? Uh fuck. Well, okay. Um, so what I do is I I make it up. I okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stitch the two parts of this episode together. So uh, old man, ask me directions. I don't know. I get in my head that he's going to chastise me if I tell him I don't know. So. My brain, like, and granted, this is, I am completely caught off guard. I am not ready to do this. Like, I am, I I am just like, shit, 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 shit. I am not firing on all cylinders. So, what I do is I make it up. I say, oh yeah, you just follow that road and uh, turn at the church and then you should be, you should be where you need to be. And he accepts that. And drives off, and I walk into my house, and I don't tell anyone. And I'm just like, I totally just gave that guy completely false directions because I was afraid to tell him I didn't know. Like, it was immediately, immediately obvious that I I had made a mistake. Fortunately... I only gave him directions for like a half mile, so it would be pretty easy for him to realize that I had no fucking clue what I was talking about, but, and like, as I'm saying it, as the, like, my brain has been like, lie, this is your only option, and as I am saying that, I'm just like, fuck, what am I doing, what am I doing, but I can't like stop and be like, I'm sorry, I'm lying to you because I was terrified to tell you I didn't know. My brain's like, nope, that's even worse. Just keep lying. I, I'm a confident individual, but you catch me off guard and I become a lunatic. A absolutely non-functioning lunatic. Ugh. I lied to an old man 
because I was afraid to tell him I didn't know what where the town he could have like I had never heard of was. Jesus Christ. What does that even say about me? The fact that it still bothers me. Like, no, this wasn't yesterday. This was two days ago. So it's been like 48 hours, and I'm still deeply bothered by this. I don't know. <sighs> this week's been a roller coaster, you know? Well, okay, the last two weeks have been an emotional roller coaster. You've experienced the downs. Um, I can't really say I'm at a peak right now, but I'm definitely not in a fucking valley anymore. I'm I'm in neutral zone. Hey guys. Something that uh came to mind a lot this weekend or this these last two weeks is the fact that and I don't remember where I heard this or even how true it is. So don't hold me to it as scientific evidence. But I remember reading that the human brain has a certain like benchmark for happiness and this also goes for emotion basically so and the the example that was used was a millionaire is exactly as happy as a hobo. And they probably use homeless person. Um, Hobo is a kind of an antiquated term. But, and this fact is both kind of liberating and depressing. Like, once you, like, if you experience a, a drastic change you're going to feel drastically happier or drastically sadder. But once you, like, even out, once you have been experiencing this level of happiness or sadness for a certain amount of time, your brain, like, gets used to it and evens out. So when a a homeless person's having a great day and... A, a rich person, a millionaire, billionaire is having a great day. They are equally happy. Like, the the level of emotion that they're feeling is identical. So, there's that. It's like, when you are having the, your absolutely your worst fucking day... You're so sad. Your worst week. Man, things are fucked. You are feeling exactly as sad as when a millionaire or a homeless person is having their worst week. Exactly as sad. But then, I mean, uh, then again, when 
you're feeling that you're having a great fucking day, absolutely great fucking day. If you were a millionaire, same fucking day. Like, you'd feel just as good. So basically, like, as far as, like, basic human emotion, rich, poor, whatever, it's the same. So you literally will not be more happy if you become rich. But you also won't be more sad if you become homeless. Now, the ratio to good days versus bad days probably changes a lot. So, I'm going to pick to be a, a millionaire if I get the option. That leads me to another uh, another thing that I've that hit me this morning, and um, I think I fear being content because in my mind, becoming content with something is equal to me becoming complacent. So, I am forever in a a mindset that what I have isn't good enough because if I feel like something is good enough, I will stop striving for better. You know? So, always what, like, the amount of money I'm making isn't good enough. The, like, how much I, like, my body is not good enough. Um, what I do for my family is not good enough. Because if I sit back and I'm like, you know what? This is good enough. I'm, I am deathly afraid that my, my motive, like, all of my motivation comes from me striving to better myself. If I think I'm all right, I fear that my motivation will go away. So, if I, and like, but there's also kind of a downside of fearing hitting goals. Like, I talked to you about my stress eating on Monday, and you'd think that admitting these things to my audience, my, you know, 50 or so people that listen, that that would make, keep me honest. Uh, guys, I ate handfuls of sugar every single day this week, and... My, like, the stress I had that was causing me to stress eat went away. But the, the stress eating stayed. And, like, the first day it was, you know, oh, well, you know, it's a celebration. It's a, for, you know. And then, like, now it's, and of course my weight loss has stagnated. Like, I haven't started gaining weight, but my very steady, very predictable weight loss has totally fucking flatlined and I can't seem to stop myself and I this is this is you know as I'm eating a handful of sugar at seven in the morning as I'm leaving for work I'm thinking about this and I'm like you know what I I am downright terrified of hitting my goal because I'm afraid that 
I will then, like, stop exercising, stop dieting, because, oh, I hit my goal, everything's done, I, I am fine. And, like, the more I like the way I look, because I like the way I look a lot more than when I started this diet, but, like, I've got to, like, find flaws in myself to actively want to fix or I fear that my desire to better myself will dissipate. And, like, I've experienced it. I've hit my goal. I've taken the diet and exercise less seriously and gained back all 40, 50 pounds I lost the first time. Like, I've seen myself fall because I became complacent. So my, like, all of my life goals are, like terrifying the closer I get to them because I fear that then my work ethic, my motivation will fucking go away. So, like, with this diet, the closer I get to 160 pounds, the more afraid I am of actually, of, like, ballooning back up, which is actually becoming more of a motivator because then I was like, well, you know, I hit 160 pounds, I gotta get a new goal. And I've, I've fully recognized that weighing less than that could be potentially unhealthy for my body type. So I'm like, you know, okay, then my next goal will be to build muscle mass. So I'll start trying to gain more weight while still losing percent body fat. Yeah, yeah, there's, the, you know, I need another goal. And, and, I mean, I'm smart enough to not set unattainable goals because then you give up, because, duh, it's an unattainable goal. But, it's, uh, it's kind of, ter- like, I just, I don't, I don't know, like, diving deep into this has kind of fucked me a little. It's, I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure, like, I should be able to just want to lose weight and lose weight. But no, I have to hate my body to want to lose weight. And granted, guys, while I'm looking better than I did, I still have a gut because I've got, like, the gut skin that has existed because I've had a gut my entire life. So there will always be my urge to lose percent body fat so that I start to lose the extra skin and flab around my gut. So don't worry guys, I'll always hate my body, but I do have this, I don't know if it's an irrational fear though, that if I hit goals, I'll lose motivation because I've kind of seen it happen. And like... And that's the thing, like, with, with my long-term life goals, they're, they're not unattainable, but they're way far away. Like, making enough money to buy myself, support my family of three, and live comfortably, that's, that's not an unsustain, uh, unreachable goal, but it is a far distant one. So, my motivation to, like, not fail my family is not something that's going to go away very soon. But the, the goal of hitting 160 pounds, that could. 
that could go away. Like, I could hit it and then just be like, oh, shit. Because actively losing weight is, like, is easier to me than maintaining a weight. Like, so... I don't know, guys. First world problems, I guess. I want to check my list, but when I unlock my phone, it crashes my uh, voice recording application. So I'm just trying to remember what I have written down. This is, again, I downloaded the beta of iOS 7 because I can't not. Like, when I figured out how to do that, I just, I have to have the newest, fanciest thing, and even, like, it's a beta, and it's an early beta, too. Like, the reason this version of iOS 7 exists is for people to find out what's broken about it so Apple can fix it before it releases it for real, and, I mean, I have, like, an older model iPhone. I have an iPhone 4S, and it's really built to run well on an iPhone 5 and whatever new iPhone they're, they're launching. So, there's that too. Like, I've got older hardware, and I'm running a beta version of an iOS, but I can't, like, when a new version comes out, because beta, the first beta, I, it came out, and I was like, shit, yeah. And I installed it to my iPhone 4S, and uh, it was, like, it was cool and everything, but the podcasts application was, it was busted as hell. Like, it just did not work. So, I, you know, restored my iPhone back to the uh, backup point I made, and I installed iOS 6.1.4, or .3, and it's like, alright, you know, I got to play with it a little. I, I don't need to install the next beta. That, that's just silly. You know, the application that I used the most didn't work. I, and, it, and it's not a short process either. It's like an hour process to upgrade to the beta and like a two-hour process to restore from a backup. And I, st- I, I st- don't do a hard uh, backup on my hard drive. I back up to iCloud. So there, that's why it takes two hours. And I, it requires Wi-Fi. So it's not a short process to upgrade to the beta and then decide and then and then two weeks later iOS beta 2 comes out and I was like, well you know, maybe whatever was making the podcast app break is fixed now. So I install it. Take the hour process to install the beta. And again, the iPod, the i the podcasts app works a little better, but it's not great. It's not great. So I take the two hour process to restore back to iOS. 6.1.3 and then two weeks later iOS beta 3 releases and I'm like well maybe they fixed the thing that and so uh, you know I install iOS beta 3 and I wasn't able to get a like because you have to get the file directly from Apple but to get it directly from Apple you have to have a developer account or an existing installation of iOS beta 2, which I had neither. So I, but I had my copy of iOS beta 1, 
still around. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll get, I'll just install iOS Beta 1. Well, Apple was smart because the automatic download for iOS Beta 3 did not trigger an iOS Beta 1. It only triggered an iOS Beta 2. And the automatic download for iOS Beta 2 no longer existed on their servers. So I had to find a mirrored download for iOS Beta 2, install that, and then have it automatically upgrade to iOS Beta 3. So as you can see, it was a process. And it was a longer process. It was a long process. And but I got iOS Beta 3 and lo and behold, the podcast's application worked. Fucking A. Awesome. And I, and I love iOS 7. And, like, I mean, granted, not like the icons, I'm not a fan of all, all of them. And it does crash here and there. I can't post photos to Instagram. But who the fuck cares anyway? So... But my podcast app works. And the voice note app works well, but apparently it crashes if you're recording and unlock the phone. So, now I have to decide, do I want to take the two-hour process to restore my phone back to iOS 6.1.3 or wait until Monday because right now they've been releasing iOS betas every two weeks. Uh, there's no guarantee. They don't have a schedule. But um, for the last six weeks, every two weeks, a, a new iOS beta came out. So I could wait till Monday, download or install the new iOS beta, which may or may not come out, and that could fix the problem. Or I could do the the two-hour restore, and then obviously because I have a problem and can't not install the iOS. 7 betas for some reason install iOS beta 4 on Monday anyway because I will and so basically what I've done is decided that I'm I'm just gonna keep it Um, I'll try and remember not to unlock my phone while recording Jeff in Motion um Fortunately, like last week, Bill has agreed to stitch the two portions of the episode together, so I don't have to release a weird, like, double episode. Granted, the episode will come out later, but who the fuck cares? Barely anyone listens to my Friday episode anyway. Um, I'm getting a little disenfranchised with this podcast because it's losing listeners. I mean, I don't blame anyone for not listening. I am flattered, deeply flattered, and amazed that anyone does listen, but the fact that people have stopped does not surprise me in any way. Anyway. So I don't know if that made sense to fucking anyone, but whatever. Odds are a few of you got what I was talking about. And I don't want to sound pretentious like, I'm so smart, I know about iOS... It's just like, I know that what I was talking about was a lot of jargon and 
may easily come out as mumbo jumbo to many people. So what? Whatever. I don't care. Uh, it's hot, guys. It's hot. Cheat day tomorrow. I'm gonna have leftover donuts. I'm gonna have ice cream. Not in the morning, because that makes me want to die. I'm gonna have a bagel. Not this. Not with cream cheese this time. Even though cream cheese is motherfucking delicious. Um, it's dairy, and apparently dairy fucks me up. So I'm gonna have a, uh, a whole grain bagel toasted with crunchy peanut butter. Fuck yeah. And I'm gonna have potato chips. It's gonna be a good day, guys. It's gonna be a good day. I'm gonna have coffee with someone that I used to carpool with quite a bit. Um, then she moved on to a better job. So that's cool. Hmm. What else did I have written down on my list? Vocabulary. Um, I enjoy words. I enjoy talking. Um, this is very obvious to the listeners of this podcast, um, seeing as how I can talk to myself endlessly. But I... I listen to a lot of podcasts. I used to do a lot of reading. Um, I need to do more reading, but I don't. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like an idiot because I don't ever read anymore. But I have a lot of big words in my head. And I know the meaning of most of them. But there are some that I just have a gist of what they mean. And when I'm speaking, I have to take a gamble. Because I know the context that a lot of these words are used in. And I, my initial instinct is to use them. So the inherent gamble is, if I know kind of what a word means, do I use it and risk someone being like, dude, what's that word even mean? And me being like, well, I don't actually know. I was just trying to sound smart. Because it isn't me just trying to sound smart. It's my brain, like, it's my mouth talking faster than my brain can process, and it, it's using shorthand, and it knows that that word has been used by smarter people than I in similar situations. Or do I just kind of dumb it down? And... Like, the word... Let's just... Facetious. I know it means kind of being a dick. It means you're being a bit of an asshole, but playfully. But I couldn't tell you the actual definition. The actual definition, for all I fucking know, could be completely different. Another... another here's a term that I did get called on by an English professor. Plethora. 
I take it as having many, having a lot, having an excess. Apparently, it originated as like an 18th century medical term where like emotions were seen as like physical things and having a plethora of feelings or something this is obviously only half remembered from a English class where I was being scolded like seven years ago but basically it was a it's a word that has no real meaning anymore but it was seen as a medical condition of having too many things and that being a bad thing and like it was if you had a plethora of whatever it was if it was emotions or something that was like what bloodletting was for like they would put a hole in you to relieve the plethora of whatever it was you had so you like but so after that fucking scolding in front of a class I no longer use plethora as an adjective for lots of a thing because it apparently has a very specific negative connotation that is not used really anymore and I mean I know I wasn't because that's the thing as words become outdated they get like co-opted and become like slang and that's how words gain multiple definitions is when the majority of people start using it to mean a different thing so like I, but I mean I wasn't gonna argue with him so you know I wasn't wrong because I was using it as like the way it is modernly used it's just kind of an adjective for lots of a thing but still to this day I can't really use the word plethora without thinking about it so I don't so I like words guys I like big words I don't mean to and like I I fear that I sound like I'm pretentious like I because what was it wasn't it uh, it was fuck what was the word cathartic I've used that multiple times this week for some reason in in conversation and to both times the person was like I don't know what that word means and I feel like a dickhead I feel like just like oh I'm, I'm sorry I didn't mean to I don't want to like sound like I'm using big words to make people feel like I'm smarter than them because I guarantee you I'm not. I just, for some reason, have a brain that soaks up, like, obscure vocabulary. And cathartic means, like, basically, you experience a bad... You... It, it is... How is it the definition? I can't even really remember it specifically, but it's basically... You go through something semi-negative, like discussing something that is bothering you, and you experience those negative emotions, but then you feel better because you went through it. Like bitching about work is cathartic. And cathartic literally means something that gives you a feeling of catharsis, which I don't have a definition of that for you, but I know that something cathartic means you kind of 
you talk about something bad or sad, but come to a resolution and feel better for it. So, like, there's that. I, I know the basic definition of the word cathartic, but not the, wor- the root word catharsis, and, but I still use it. I don't, I don't know, guys. And also, um, this habit of using these large words also leads to the point where I can't spell for a, for a damn. Like, if my life depended on it, on it, I can't spell a lot of the words I like to use. So, I have to depend on spell check. And if spell check and or autocorrect doesn't help, I'm fucked. Like, I just have to... Well, I guess I'm going to have to use an adjective because I can't, for the fucking life of me, make that red squiggly line under that word go away. I can't figure it out. And what I want to know is why spell check in, like, the majority of things aren't as good as Google Search's spell check. Google Search knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Word, Microsoft Word or the just the uh, operating system based spell checking just can't. And I was like, why why can't whatever algorithm that Google uses to be like, did you mean this word? Why can't that exist everywhere? Because I don't know how many times a day I open up a tab in my browser, search the word I'm trying to spell the way I have been spelling it, and Google's like, bro, did you mean this word? And I'm like, yes, Google, thank you. And they're like, here, here's a definition just in case you didn't know. I was like, Google, man, you got my fucking back. Fucking bro-nux, bro. Bro-nux. Google, you're great. Man. My throat's really dry. I think it's because I'm running the AC on full blast because it's fucking... God, boil a fucking baby bird on the sidewalk hot right now. And, man, guys... Fucking hot. It's really fucking hot. <sighs> I'm really hungry. It doesn't help. And also, I've actively noticed uh, that in this two weeks that I've been eating handfuls of sugar, um, I've been getting sugar lows again uh, or hypoglycemia. Um, I have like just been hungry more often, and I'm not eating a lot more. I just like take a a handful of sugar and eat it but like it is totally throwing off my the way my body recognizes when it's hungry and how much food to eat like it's bad fucking news guys and I know I told you that I was gonna try and not eat handfuls of sugar on Monday but obviously telling you guys that I'm not gonna do it is not working and I could promise to it to you, but 
I don't know if that'll work either. And like... I could threaten myself with punishment, but what the fuck punishment would I give myself? Eating the diet that I'm somehow failing at? I don't fucking know. Maybe maybe a promise. Because I, I don't like to break promises, so... I promise, Jeff in Motion listeners, that I'm not going to break diet for one week, at least. No, again, until I hit my goal weight and decide to modify my diet. I, I promise on my honor... Yeah. On my fucking honor. I don't know if that's going to work. I really hope so. Because, I mean, what do I have if I don't have my word, you know? Yeah, that's going to work. There is an empty box of nerds in my cabinet. Because I ate them all. But I didn't want my wife to figure out that I ate them all because it obviously wasn't cheat day and I wasn't supposed to be eating them. And she's not going to be mad at me, only disappointed. Which is far worse because I am also disappointed and she'll just be confirming that. She'll just be like, yeah, how are you proud of yourself that you cheated on the diet that you decided to go on? I'll be like, no, I'm not. I'm deeply saddened by the fact. Ay, ay, ay. When I do hit my goal weight, I don't think I'm going to go off the diet. I'm going to try and maintain that goal weight on the diet for probably like a couple weeks to a month. And then I'll like... Because I feel good and when I'm on this diet. Like... I feel healthy, I look good, I feel good, I, like, I genuinely feel good about myself physically when I'm on this diet. Um, I'm healthier, I don't have gas as often, like, I, like, genuinely I feel great on this diet. So I'm going to, even when I'm quote-unquote off the diet, I think I'm going to still maintain the philosophy of eating very good and very light for six days a week and then just having just a massive insane cheat day once a week because it's just it's it's really working well for me not only for losing weight but for just feeling good I was all over the place with this episode guys but I mean at least I wasn't fucking convinced that my life was over because my loans got cancelled. Well, anyway. Um, I apologize that this episode came out late, but, you know, (laughs) I had to ask Bill to take time off of his vacation to stitch it together. Because I can't not have iOS beta, apparently. Well, have a good weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.